0: morning. You can go ahead and take a seat for just a minute. Um, Being that this is the 4th of July weekend, we really wanted to spend some time today praying uh, for our community, for our nation, for the world. Um, And really being the 4th of July just really makes me think a lot about, of course, our nation and all that's going on right now. And What I want us to do today is in just a minute, I want to share a little bit, but in just a minute, we're going to spend some time praying um, for these things. Um, But I I started thinking about, you know, we hear a lot when things uh, happen, when we get in situations like we're in right now, where people begin to talk a lot about we need to cry out to God, we need to pray to God, we need to um, call on His name um, during this time. And of course, I 100% agree with that. Um, but I want us to kind of be reminded of something this morning. And, and that is this, that this is not something, all that's going on in our, in our nation and in the world today, just like it's always been, this is, it's not something that we can fix. It's not something that it's even within um, human ability to make right. And I want to kind of show you what I mean by that. This morning and why we need to so desperately cry out to God to move um, in our life, in our, our communities, in the world. And so um, if you have a Bible, you can go to Exodus chapter 20. Um, for those of you who know, Exodus chapter 20 is where God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. Um, before that, in Exodus 19, he makes a covenant with them. It's called the Mosaic Covenant, where he promises them that if they will obey his commands, he will be their God and they will be his people. And then he gives these commandments. I'll read through these um, kind of briefly. But Exodus 20, uh, it says in verse 2, or verse 3, I'm sorry, you shall have no other gods before me. Second one, you shall not make for yourselves an an image in the form of anything in heaven above or in the earth beneath or the waters below. And, and So he's really talking here, you know, that he would be the one that is worshiped, that there's no idols that are set up, there's no other gods, or so-called gods that would be worshiped. He goes on to tell Moses, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. He tells him in verse eight, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. In verse 12, honor your father and mother. Verse 13, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. And so God gives these 10 commandments. And he says, if you obey these, then I'll be your God. You'll be my people. We'll live in this relationship together. This this will um, be your way towards righteousness. And we all know that the law didn't bring righteousness. What the law did was it brought an awareness of unrighteousness and showed us our need for a savior. When you go into the New Testament, Jesus in Matthew chapter 22, uh, Matthew 22, he takes all these commandments and all the words spoken by the prophets, and he really boils them down into two commands. And he says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and this is verse 37, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself he says all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments in other words if you do these two commandments you will fulfill the law and the prophets meaning the Ten Commandments and all that the prophets spoke um, that God spoke through them you will fulfill these things now here's the thing I want you to see in this When God gave them the commandments, even when Jesus boiled it down to the two commandments, were human beings, are human beings, able to keep those commands? No. We we, we do not keep those commands perfectly. It's not even within our own human ability to keep those commands, to obey the law of God perfectly. Now, if you go to Jeremiah chapter 31... Jeremiah chapter 31 God speaks through Jeremiah Jeremiah prophesies a different day that is coming it says in Jeremiah 31 31 the days are coming declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah it will not be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant though I was a husband to them declares the Lord this covenant I will make with them the people of israel after that time declares the lord i will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts i will be their god and they will be my people now ezekiel chapter 36 another prophet that god spoke through i want you to keep that in mind he'll put the law in their hearts write it on their hearts ezekiel chapter 36 verse 24 for i will take you out of the nations i will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Now, if we think about this, Basically, God gave them the law. Jesus boiled it down to two commands. If we could just keep those two commands, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to love our neighbors as ourselves, how much of the issues in our world would be resolved, right? Just those two things. But God knows that it's not in our sinful hearts to be able to do that. And so God made a promise that a new covenant would come. We know that that new covenant, this new agreement, this new relationship, way of relating to God has come through Jesus. And through faith in Christ, we then experience the power of the Holy Spirit that Jeremiah and Ezekiel talked about, giving us a new heart to carry out the decrees of God. But apart from his spirit, we can't, Carry out the law. We can't carry out the commands that Jesus gave to love God with all our heart and to love our neighbor as ourselves. The reason I say that is this is precisely the reason that we need to cry out to God, is because only God can change a human heart. Listen, if the law of God, as perfect as it is, Paul, even when he says we're made right by faith, he says, the law is perfect. The weakness of the law is in human flesh. Our inability, not God's inability or the imperfection of the commands. He says that the issue is in us. But if the law of God that is perfect could do nothing more than modify the behavior of the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, the Jewish nation. Paul tells us in Galatians chapter three, he says, listen, that the law was like a guardian. It kind of was a disciplinarian. It modified or controlled behavior in the Jewish nation for a season until faith in Christ came and the Holy Spirit came to give us a new heart to move us to carry out God's decrees because we have a new heart with his decrees written on that heart. And so before that though we had the law. If the law of God as perfect as it is was unable to do more than modify people's behavior, how do we think that the law of the land is going to do any more than that? Y'all follow me? I want to tell you that the the wrongs in the world, the wrongs in our nation, the wrongs in our community will not ultimately be resolved by the law. Take the issue of inequality, social justice. See, the law, the man-made law, the legislation that's pushed through Congress, the legislation that's pushed through the courts, the law that's upheld by the courts, the judicial system, if it is upheld, it can ensure at best some human rights, which is good. It's better than not, right? But let me tell you what can't happen. Courts cannot ensure equality because equality happens in our heart It doesn't happen in a courtroom. Law will never change our hearts. Law will never fix the wrongs of this world. Law can be a bridge to get us to God's design that will only happen by submission to him and the power of the Holy Spirit, but law cannot fix what is broken in humanity because the brokenness is at the very depth of our being. The only thing that will fix what is broken in humanity is the God of the universe and the power of his spirit that can give us a new heart. There's so much around. Guys, it's, 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 there's so much noise. There's so much noise. There's so much noise. You know, we, we, we look around us at the news and, and we see this one's saying this, and this one's saying that, and who's right, and who's wrong, and, and I don't even know. My head is, right? I don't even know. i like, what's the truth? This is the truth. Do I watch Fox? Do I watch CNN? Do I listen to the left wing, the right wing? Told people this week, I was like, you know what's between the left wing and the right wing? The bird, and that's what I feel like giving them most of the time. Remind myself all the time, guys, and I want to encourage you with this I don't belong to this world. I have been transferred from this kingdom of darkness. And if we can look around us and not see that it is a kingdom of darkness, I've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the sun that God loves into the kingdom of light. It doesn't mean I don't care about the world, God so loved the world. but I can't get distracted by the noise. I have to keep coming back to the truth. And here's what's bizarre, guys, listen. All the things that we hear on the news, this desire for equality, this desire for unity, an end to lawlessness, um, people living as one. Do you know who wants that more than anybody else? but he's the one that we squeeze out. Even as believers, so many times, he's the last thought, not the first thought. I'm gonna tell you and throw whatever at me if you want to, but the election in November is not gonna fix humanity. Even if Kanye West wins, it's not gonna fix humanity. He declared, you know, he's running for president this weekend, I don't know if you saw it or not. There's only one thing that's gonna fix humanity, one person, and that's God. I'm not saying we don't need to push for legislation and laws that can ensure basic rights. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I am saying we can't stop there. Because true equality and God's design does not happen in a courtroom, it happens in our heart, and only God can change that. And so we're going to spend a few minutes this morning praying, and we're going to start with ourselves. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we all know we have things that are broken in ourselves. We all have worldviews or Strongholds or ways of thinking that do not line up with God's truth, that don't line up with God's design for us, for others, for the world. And so I want us to take a couple of minutes. And I first want us to begin to pray for God to reveal things in us and to begin to heal things in us individually that are broken. And so you you don't have to move, just right where you are. Let's begin, let's take a couple of minutes. And let's begin to pray, God, reveal to me my heart. Heal what's broken in me. Ask God to begin to move in you and through you and for you by the power of his spirit. Let's begin to do that. Psalm 139, 19 says, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? Have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lord, that is our prayer. And God, we we pray, Lord, that as David wrote this, Lord, he spoke of physical enemies, Lord. He, he battled physical enemies. But Lord, we know that the battle we fight is not really against flesh and blood, but it's against the powers and principalities of this dark age. And so Lord, begin change with us, Lord. God, in our lives, I pray your, your kingship, I pray your lordship over us, God. Search our hearts and in anything, Lord, that doesn't line up with your desire for us, Lord. Would you reveal that to us? Would you heal us, Lord, in our brokenness? Lord, I pray that even for strongholds and, and God, uh, these inaccurate ways of thinking, a uh, uh, worldview that's not in line with your truth, God, I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that those things would be torn down, those strongholds would be broken, and that, God, um, we'd have eyes to see, that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened to see the truth, and, God, that you would move in us, bringing us, Lord, into a place where we carry out your desires. Lord, we wanna see change. We want to see your kingdom come to start with each one of us, Lord. In our own heart, God, compel us with your great love to love the world around us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Next, I want us to take some time and I want us to begin to pray for the people in our circle of influence. For many of us that'll be our family and, and friends um for some of you it'll be the people you work with or or whatever but those people that are in sort of your circle of influence that um, you're closest to or um that that you know i have some type of influence with them and, and whether you believe it or not or see it every one of us in here has influence somewhere and so let's begin to pray for the people that are in that circle of influence and let's ask God to begin to move in their heart by His Spirit um, to draw them one, close to Him, but then two, to empower them to go and influence those in their circle of influence. So let's begin to pray for that now. In Acts chapter 10, we read where the apostle Peter goes to a man's house uh, by the name of Cornelius. and. Cornelius was a Gentile. He was a non-Jew. Peter was a Jewish person. And so um, it was according to Peter's tradition that he was raised in, according to the Jewish law, it was uh, it was not right for Peter to go into Cornelius' house. Peter was a Jew. He wasn't. The Jews saw the Gentiles as unclean. So he was not supposed to go into his house. But Peter had a vision that the Lord gave him. And He was told in that vision to go to Cornelius' house and to share the gospel with him. And I wanna read what happened in Acts chapter 10, verse 44. It says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. So they're amazed that God has poured out his spirit onto these non-Jews the same way he had the Jews for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God then Peter said surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water they have received the Holy Spirit just as we are what is God showing them that in God's eyes the Jews and the Gentile are equal he said I've accepted the Gentiles just as I've accepted the Jews so he says they've received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. In this, we see something incredible. One is that the people that were in Cornelius' sphere of influence came to faith in Jesus through the preaching of the gospel. And two, that the preaching of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit even crossed over these racial and ethnic lines that existed. God tore down this wall that existed between the Jews and Gentiles. Um, And we see them come to faith, the entire household. So Father, we come to you together and we lift our hearts and our voices to you, Lord and we pray God for those that are in our sphere of influence. Those, God, that you've given us the ability to speak into their lives, Lord. Would you work in their lives, would you use us in their lives so that God, they would come to know you, that their hearts would be set on fire for you, that God, even this influence would cross cultural boundaries, racial boundaries, ethnic boundaries, socioeconomic boundaries, God, that are supposed to keep us separated. I thank you that the gospel has the power that the Holy Spirit is able to cross those boundaries, God. Give us greater influence, Lord. That, God, we would have the ability to share this good news with multitudes of people. And I thank you for it, God. I thank you. Thank you, God. you use us to do that compel us by your love lord that we would love others showing them and telling them about christ next thing i want us to do is to pray for our area our community we're going to take a couple of minutes to begin to pray uh, that the spirit would begin to move in this area and i want to encourage you really um that we pray that that God would begin to move and that move would begin in the church and that the church would ultimately become the example to the world of what God intended the world to look like and and that the the walls that we've put up around us um, as different fellowships and denominations would begin to fall so that we can really begin to experience and demonstrate that there may be many fellowships, but there's only one church. And so let's begin to pray that God would move in our community through the church, in and through the church, through all these different fellowships around us. Let's begin to pray for that. Father, we pray that we, as your church, would would be able to see a move in our area, as you move in and through us, God, that, that we would see this great move in our area, the power of the gospel, the power of your spirit, Lord, that people even today would be able to say as they did of Paul and his companions that they said, these are the, the men, these are the people who've turned this world upside down. Lord, help us, help us to be able to see that, to do that. That you, oh God, would be glorified. That you would begin in this area, Lord. Working in the hearts of your people. To begin to see the design for the world, the design for the church displayed even in the darkness that we see around us, Lord, that we would be a people who shine like stars for the world to see, Lord, and even a people that offer direction to truth. We pray for it, we believe it, God, in Jesus' name. The last thing I'd like for us to pray for this morning is our nation and the world that God would move in such a way that the the knowledge of the glory of God would expand, that there would be an incredible harvest of souls and a transformation of lives and hearts that leads to multitudes of people. I just believe God can do this. And I wanna encourage you this morning that what we're doing right now matters, that prayer changes things. And I just believe that God is big enough to bring in a great harvest. I believe that God is big enough to cause the knowledge of his glory to fill the earth. And so let's take a couple of minutes. Let's begin to pray that God would move in such a way that the knowledge of the glory of God, that the earth's filled with the glory, that we know that from Scripture, but that the knowledge of his glory, that the eyes of people's hearts around this globe would be enlightened, would be opened to see and know this God of glory. Let's pray this. Back at 2.13 says, Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? And listen to this. Habakkuk 2.14, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's a promise that God is saying it will be done. It's not something that he says it might be, it could be, possibly. He's saying the earth will be filled with the glory or the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. So God, right now, together, we lift our hearts to you and we declare, Lord, let it be so, even now, Lord, that there's a great, um, a great awakening around this globe, around this earth, Lord, that seems so big to us and yet isn't even comparable to your greatness, Lord. Would you move in a mighty way, Lord? Would you shine light in darkness? Would you raise up people, Lord, to go to those who have no knowledge of Jesus? Would you raise up people to go to those, Lord, who have blinded eyes? Would you raise up people to go to those who the God of this age has blinded their eyes from seeing the truth of the gospel? Lord, compel us by your great love for us to go to those, Lord, who don't know you, that the earth will be filled with the glory with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. God, do this for your name's sake. that you, God, would be glorified, that the original plan you had for us, Lord, that we would fill the earth, Lord, with the knowledge of your glory, God, that that would be fulfilled, Lord, even now that you would be making things new, through the power of Jesus, the power of the gospel, the power of your spirit, Lord. Thank you, God, that you so love the world that you never give up on it. And that God, you're working, Lord, even when we don't see it, when we don't know it, when we don't feel it, God, you're working. And God, we pray, Lord, today that your spirit would go ahead of us God that um, hearts would be open to receive you and that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would fill the earth God we thank you for all of it we thank you that we can even come to you God we thank you for Jesus who made a way for us to come to you. We thank you that you listened to our prayers, Lord. When we turn our hearts to you, that you listen to our prayers. We thank you, God, that even though we're just people, that we're no different than Elijah, Lord. He was just a man, and yet, God, your word tells us He prayed that it wouldn't rain. It didn't rain for three and a half years. He prayed that it would rain and it rained. God, we thank you that the prayers of righteous people are powerful and effective. God, we have no righteousness of our own, but you've given us righteousness through Christ. And so we come as your children, interceding on behalf of those around us in this world, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way, that your spirit would go forth, that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord would fill the earth you would be worshiped everywhere, every nation, tribe, and tongue. Lord, we thank you that it will happen in Jesus' name. Amen.